church. If you have your Bible, please open it to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. We're going to be looking at verse 23 today. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Seems like our Jesus candle don't want to stay lit. Hope that's not a sign of what's to come. (laughs) Matthew 1, verse 23. Many of us were uh, given nicknames when we were born or as little babies. And nicknames are often given to a person. A person don't usually pick their nickname. That's kind of weird if you do. Nicknames can be a form of endearment, amusement, and even embarrassment, depending on whatever the nickname may be. So when you look at your life, your childhood, what are some of your nicknames that were given to you? This is congregation participation, so if you aren't embarrassed by your nickname, you can just start throwing them out. Smokey. Woo woo. <laughs> Kev the Devil. <laughs> Any other nicknames? Snack of <laughs> My great grandmother, uh, she nicknamed me Mockingbird. And I have no idea why, but that was my nickname as a kid. I guess it is what it is. Even the little baby Jesus when he was born, was given a name. Actually, before he was born, he was given a name. Not a nickname. It was more of a title. It's a title that was given to him. It's a title that speaks to who he is. It's a title that he fulfills, and that is Emmanuel. Emmanuel. In this Advent season, we've been looking at all the ways Jesus is Emmanuel for us in our life. You see, his presence is an eternal, unbroken continuum that moves sovereignly throughout every area of your life. Every area of your life. So basically that means your life is like a connect-the-dot puzzle. Do you know what a connect-the-dot puzzle is? All kids should know what connect-the-dots are. Jesus is the line that connects the dots of your life. He's the line that connects the dots of your life because he is Emmanuel. The last three sermons in this series show that Jesus is with us in our temptations. He's with us in our rejections. He's with us in our doubts. And this morning, we're going to take a step back and we're going to look at the big picture of Emmanuel, the big picture. And the Gospel of Matthew gives us that big picture in Matthew 1, verse 23. And the question that we're going to ask, answer is this. How is Jesus Emmanuel? How is he Emmanuel in our life? We know he's with us in things that we go through, but how is he with us? Matthew 1, 23 says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Please pray with and for me. Father, as we come to your word on this Christmas day, uh, we again need your spirit. We need him to take the preached word and apply it to the heart of the preacher and apply it to the hearts of everyone that's here. Lord, this is the last Sunday of the year. And so for some of us, this has been an up and down year. But one thing that has been consistent, and that is your presence in our life. 
you're always consistent. Even when we can't sense it, even when we don't feel it, even when we don't believe it, your presence is with us always to the end of the ages. And so regardless of where we are, regardless of what we're dealing with today, Lord, we pray that your spirit will help us to be able to see you, to worship you, to draw closer to you, that he would draw our hearts into true worship. And that when we leave here, Lord, we'll leave here changed people, ready to engage one more week. So in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Uh, Time Magazine does an annual uh, year review issue of their magazine. And this year review issue, it collects all the current year's joys and pains, happy moments and sad moments. You have amazing photos. You can have tear-jerking stories. You can have global conflicts and domestic tragedies and racial tensions and, uh, and celebrations. And all these things are covered in this one issue. In the 2016 year in review, they, they cover things like the election. You know, many of us know it was a hard election year, so that's covered. The Rio games are in there. You have the deaths of some celebrities like Prince and Muhammad Ali. Pokemon Go craze, that, they even cover that. And even the Cubs finally winning the, the series and breaking the curse. That's in this issue as well. Now, imagine for a moment Time Magazine came calling upon you to offer an interview. Because they want to issue another year in review, but a year in review of your life in 2016. What stories will be highlighted in a review of your life this past year? What joys, what pains, what tragedies, what conflicts, what changes have happened this year that will be in review of your life? Which sad and happy images will grace the cover of your year in review? Will you be honest or will you, you know, fake it? For each of us, 2016 has, has had its share of valleys and it has had its share of mountaintops. But do you know that Emmanuel has been with us through them all? The good times as well as the bad times. And so a year in review of your life, a year in review of your 2016, is you remembering all the ways Jesus has been Emmanuel for you. How has he been Emmanuel for you? Do you think you've gotten this far just because of who you are? Just because of your resources or your last name or your mama and daddy? Is it just you, or has Jesus played just a little bit of part of where you are in life? He has been with you this year, but who has he been? He has been everything and all things for us. And so in reality, on the cover of our Year in Review magazine should be a face of Jesus, not our face. It should be his face, because he's the reason, not just for the season, He's the reason 365 days a year. 365 days a year in your life, Jesus is the reason that you move forward. Because he's Emmanuel. He's everything and all things for you. Remember, Emmanuel is a title given to Jesus. It's a title that speaks to who he is. It's a title that he fulfills. And those are big picture things when it comes to Emmanuel. You see, no one else in the history of the world, has the title Emmanuel. No one else. 
nor the creator of a religion can be called Emmanuel. It is exclusively a title for Jesus alone. Now, if I'm claiming Emmanuel, I'm just flossing. That's a lie. He is the fulfillment of the title. The quote from Matthew 1.23, that is a quote from Isaiah 7.14. It's a prophecy that was given about the virgin birth and the coming of the Messiah. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him his name Emmanuel. This was written centuries before the birth of Christ. Centuries before the birth of Christ. And so the virgin birth is not some made-up story by over-religious people trying to deceive other people. It's a supernatural work of our holy God. It's the fulfillment of a promise and a prophecy that he made to his people. And Emmanuel fully arrives in the birth of Christ. He is Emmanuel. He fulfills it. And this title also speaks to who he is. He is God with us in the flesh. In the flesh. But do we believe that? But do we believe that? In the, in the, as uh, uh, St. Augustine says, he let the just rejoice for the justifier is born. Do you believe it? And that little baby Jesus that was born that, those centuries ago, that when he was born, the justifier was born. Let the sick rejoice for the Savior is born. Do you believe it? Let the captives rejoice before the, because the Redeemer is born. He's more than just a little baby in the crib. But do you believe that? Let the slaves rejoice, for the master is born. Let the freedmen rejoice, for the liberator is born. Let all Christians rejoice, for Jesus Christ is born. Does it impact your life? Does it make a difference in your life? Isaiah 9, 6 says, For to us a son is born, for to us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Again, things written centuries before the birth of Christ. Now, in this baby, these things are becoming fulfilled. Thank you. Thank you. Do that make a difference in your life? It should. Again, because if Christ is not who he claims to be, then everything I'm telling you is a lie. I'm deceiving you. And my seminary degree is worthless. I spend all that money for nothing if none of this stuff is true. And you all are idiots for listening to me preach every Sunday if it's not true. That's what it means. If it's not true, then this crap is garbage if it's not true. Let's just be real. It's garbage if it's not true. But it's true. Who has he been for you this year? Who has he been? He's been your refuge in 2016, but do you believe it? He's been your refuge. Psalm 45, verse 1 and 3 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. But do you believe it? Therefore, we will not fear Though the earth gives way. I would not fear, even though my presidential candidate lost. 
So the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. I would not fear. Why won't we fear? Because Yahweh is our refuge. Jesus is our refuge. But do you believe that? He's been that for you in 2016. He's been your provider in 2016. Do you think you're your own provider? Do you think it's because of what you have, the job that you have, or the parents that you have, or whatever check you get each month? If Christ moves his hand from over your life, you will have nothing. Nothing. He is the reason you have what you have. He, Luke, Jesus says in Luke 12, Consider the ravens. They need to sow nor weep. They need to storehouses or have barns that the Father feeds them. What are you saying? You are provided for. God will provide for your needs. I said, well, you may say, well, look at my circumstances, Pastor. I don't have this. I don't have that. God is able to provide. But do you believe it? That's always the question. Do you believe it? He has been your sustainer in 2016. Again, this is what it means for him to be Emmanuel. This is who he has been for you this year. Your sustainer, Psalm 40, 54, 4 says, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the sustainer of my life. Who sustains you? Who's going to sustain you when things are good days and bad days? What are you resting on? Who are you trusting in? It should be Christ. It should be Jesus. Again, that little baby that was born many centuries ago, this is, he, he was born these things. He didn't grow into them. He came as our refuge, as our provider, as our sustainer. Please know that. It's not like me growing into manhood and, and, and all these things. He was born this way. He was born this way. He came this way for you. It doesn't make a difference in your life. He's our healer. Has he healed you of anything, any brokenness, any sickness? He's, our, he's been your comforter in 2016. Blessed be the God of Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction. Has Jesus comforted you in your affliction this year? Has he comforted you? Can any of us say, Jesus has let me down? Please, you have the floor. Testify. Tell me that Jesus has let you down. He has not made a way. He left you hanging. Please, you have the floor. I will sit down and you can come up. He has been your resting place in 2016. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He's been your resting place, the place you can go to in times of trouble. He has been your shepherd in 2016. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. His rod and his staff, they are with you. Even though you walk through the valley of shadow of death, you're not alone. He has been your shepherd. Do you believe it? He has been your forgiver in 2016. There should be a lot of amens for that, unless you're perfect. 
Thank you. We confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So that means there is no sin that you have committed that Jesus is going to shame you over. The sins that you have committed this year have all been forgiven, all been nailed to the cross. All of them. And he does not say, look at you. I can't believe you did that. No, he says, I went to the cross for that sin. Pick your chin up. You don't have to get on the cross with me. You do not have to get on the cross with me. I'm already taking care of it. He is your Lord. He has been your Lord in 2016. Well, Pastor, what does that mean? That means everything you think you own, you don't own. That's what that means. Jesus says, it's mine. Even the shoes on your crusty feet are mine. They belong to me. He has been your Lord. He has been your Savior in 2016. Think about that. Your Savior, the one who bore your sin on the cross, the one who, who gave us life for you. You see, the baby Jesus, he, he, he didn't just come to die. He also lived a perfect life. He also oh, oh, fulfilled the requirements of God's law by living a perfect life. And he did that for you because you could not do it. I don't care how good you think you are, you ain't as good as Jesus. Because you're not holy. You're not without sin. But Jesus is. So he came and lived that perfect life. And he also died a death that was meant for all of us. As our Savior, when he died, he gets all of our sin. And guess what we get? We get all of his righteousness. We get all of his righteousness. And that's what theologians call the great exchange. That's the greatest Christmas gift you could ever receive. That when you come to faith in Christ, when you surrender your life to Christ, he gets all of your sin and you get all of his righteousness. And then when God the Father looks at you, he sees Christ's record and not your record. Because if you stand on your record, well, you're in trouble. Or as one of my characters from Good Times would say, Ooh, JJ, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble. So if you not know Jesus, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then that means you're still standing on your righteousness. And I got to tell you, it ain't good enough. It ain't ever going to be good enough. You're going to have to stand on his righteousness. And the way you stand on his righteousness is you got to give it up. You got to come to him in faith. And surrender to him as Lord and Savior. One of the most popular songs, Christian songs, is Mary Did You Know? And that is an Emmanuel song, in case you don't know. The song says, Mary, did you know the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again, the lame will leap, the, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that the, the baby boy is the Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? The sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. God in the flesh. More than just a baby. So saints, did you know that Jesus has been Emmanuel? Do you know he is Emmanuel? And do you know he shall be Emmanuel? 
as your 2016 draws to an end, please know two things are going to roll over into your 2017. So if you, if, you take, if you ain't taking notes, you need to take notes. Two things are going to roll over into your 2017. And these two things roll over into your new year every year. You have to accept this and embrace this. First, an aching soul is going to roll over into 2017. An aching soul is going to roll over to your new year. So there's no need in heaven as a New Year's resolution to not, to not ache. That I'm telling you, that resolution ain't going to come true. Larry Crabb says, an aching soul is, is evidence not of spiritual immaturity, but realism. He says, there's no escape from an aching soul, only denial of it. Now, I read this last week. He goes on and says, the promise of one day being with Jesus in a perfect world is the Christian's only hope of complete relief. Until then, you either groan or pretend you don't. Love us live here. Flossing and pretending we got it all together. It's okay to groan. You will groan in 2017. Your soul will ache in 2017. You should embrace that and accept that it's going to ache until Christ comes back. And there's nothing you can do that's going to take away that ache. I know, Pastor, this is an awful Christmas sermon. <laughs> I gave you the truth. I give you the truth. Because guess what? Guess what else is going to roll over in your 2017? Who Jesus is as Emmanuel rolls over to. It rolls over to. All the ways he has been Emmanuel for you this year carries over to next year. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Emmanuel will meet your aching soul in the new year. And he meets your aching soul every year. And he ministers to the aching soul by being what you need him to be 365 days a year. When you need a comforter, he comforts you. When you need a sustainer, he sustains you. When you need forgiveness, he forgives you. When you need hope, he gives you hope. When you need peace, he gives you peace. Everything you need him to be for you, he is. He will be that for you, not just today, tomorrow, forever. He will be those things. And remember, he was born that way. He came as those things. You don't just become them. He is your sustainer. He is your peace. And he's all your righteousness. What, 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 is that? What, 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 what does that mean, Pastor? It means you don't never have to earn God's favor. You already have it. You already have it in full. Not half of his favor. You have it all. The cup overflows. He's there. One, there's a Negro spiritual um, that was written a long time ago as well. But it's all, it's a, it also is Emmanuel, the spiritual. It says, Christ is with us. Christ had been with us. He would be with us to the end. This was written by slaves in the midst of suffering. Christ is with us. 
in our slavery. He has been with us in our slavery. And he will be with us to the end. Who he is for you doesn't change because of your circumstances. If he's good to you when things are well, then he's going to be good to you when things are not well. But do you believe it? That's the question. Let us pray. Father, there's great joy that we can celebrate. I know this might not have been a joyful sermon, but it is the truth. And so I pray that as we roll out of this year and roll into a new year, that we will embrace those true realities, that there we will carry over an aching soul, but we also carry over Emmanuel who meets our ache by being what we need him to be 365 days a year. You're always on the clock. You never take a lunch break. You're never on call. You're always on the job. And you never fall short. So I thank you, Lord, that you are what we need you to be. But just help, help our unbelief. It is in your name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Please stand.